Welcome to the Millionaire Mindset Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Ack, and I want to help you develop your millionaire mindset so that you can grow your wealth, get rich, have the freedom you want, design, create, and live the life that you want. Let's go. Before I begin today, I want to say that uh, a warning, this episode is probably going to go long. Also, this episode is probably the best one that you're ever going to listen to. And what I'm going to talk about is how to start a new habit that actually sticks, you know, how to, and how to get rid of an old habit. Now, your life is essentially, it's, it's the sum of the habits, right? How you shape your life, the results are of your habit, how happy you are is a result of your habit, how satisfied, how successful. It all comes down to your habits, right? You're the sum of your habits. Now, so I'm going to get scientific on you. I'm going to get into human behavior when it comes to habits in the process of building habits. Now, initially, you know what? Not initially, the process Initially, what I'm going to speak about, the process of it is a habit. There's four stages of a habit. There's the cue, the craving, the response, and the reward, and they go in that order. This is the backbone of every single habit. Now, everything you do in your life is a habit. Everything either moves you forward or moves you backward. There's no neutral so everything moves you forward or everything moves you backwards. And I want to see you move forward. So let's get going on that. Now, the cue. The cue is a, it's a trigger in your brain. It's, it initiates your behavior, right? And it, so imagine your brain trying to gather information to predict the reward. The reward is the last part of the cycle, right? Now, let's go back to cavemen. And cavemen, what did they really want? You know, I'm going back to prehistoric. What did they really want, right? The uh, basic needs, food, water, sex. That's what they want. So they looked for cues that they can find or predict where they can find food, water, or sex. And that was it. Now, today we've evolved a little bit, but we still have the same human behaviors, but we, our cues, we're trying to predict more secondary cues, you know, for rewards. Now, the rewards, like I said, were food, water, sex. Our rewards are a little bit different, aren't they? They're money, they're fame, power, their status, their praise, approval, friendship, love. You know, it's a little bit different because we've evolved, you know, as, as people. And this is what we pursue. That's the reward we want. So we look for cues in our surroundings that can get us the results we want. Now, you got to keep following me on this one. Like I said, it's going to go long, and I'm probably talking a little bit fast because, well, heck, I'm excited. Now, let's pop into cravings. So we have cues. We got the cue, the craving, the response, the reward. So in the craving, that's the second step of the loop. And that's where uh, the, that's the motivational uh, force behind your habit. Without some sort of motiv motivation or, or desire, without a craving, you don't act, right? So you see a cue, you have a craving. This is what's setting up the action. So if you don't crave it, you don't want it. You know, you, you, you don't, 
that's where people crave cigarettes, right? If you don't want to crave a cigarette, like don't have a cue. What's, what's the cue for? I've never smoked a cigarette in my life, but people after a meal, that would be the cue. Then they, they crave a cigarette, don't they? Something like that. So the craving, and now it is is really the motivation, the desire. Now it's going to differ from people to people. I'm talking about human behavior, and we're not machines. Everybody's different. So I'm talking more of the theory. I'm breaking down the science of it. Everyone's got a little different. So um, the cue triggers the craving, and that's the, where the motivation to get going on it. Say you're a gambler and you walk past a, a slot machine, right? Well, that's the cue. You're like, huh, now i got a craving to gamble. So do you see where that goes? You have to have the cue, then the craving. Now, there's a reason why I'm hanging out on these two for a while. We'll get to that. Now, the third in, in this cycle, in this loop, is response. And this is the actual habit. This is what you're performing. This is the thought or action. Yes, a habit can be a thought. Imagine that. So you're motivated to do something and you want to do it. Now, whether you do it or not really depends on how much friction is associated with the behavior, right, of the action. This is going to determine whether you're going to do it now. If it requires some more physical or mental effort that you're willing to, to expend, that you're willing to do, then you're not going to do it, right? It sounds simple, doesn't it? But uh, a habit can only occur if you're capable of doing it, right? So you're not going to do it if, if there's too much friction in it. But let's not keep going that way. So the, the response is the habit. All right, you see a slot machine, your gambler sees the slot machine, cue. They now have a craving to put the money in the slot machine, right? Craving. Response, they put the money in and they pull the handle because they want the reward. The cue, initially, they saw the reward. They saw the money coming out of the slot machine. And this is the only way they can get it. This is the loop of a habit. Pretty cool, isn't it? Just broke it down real simple for you, but scientifically. This is the science behind it, but let's get even deeper. The response delivers the reward. Now, the reward is the end goal. Any habit has to have an end goal. That is the reward. Now, when you get the reward and you chase the reward, there's one of two purposes or both to a reward. The first, the reward satisfies us. Second, the reward teaches us. Now, the first, uh, where it satisfies a craving, right? So the, the, the gambler puts the money in, the, this, the money comes out, it satisfies a craving for that money so they can gamble again right? Um, now, when I said it teaches us, yes. Now, rewards can teach us what actions are worth remembering to do in the future, right? Think of your brain as a reward detector. 
<laughs> so think about it that, right? What we want, everything we want is a reward. Now, again, I'm, I don't know if I'm making this over simple or if I'm, I hope you're following me. Let me give an example. You walk into a room and it's dark, right? The cue, you see darkness. You don't like darkness. What do you crave? Light, right? What's the action? What's the response? Hit the light switch. What's the reward? Hey, I can see. Isn't that interesting that you walk into a room and you have a habit of turning on the light because you crave being able to see, right? That's what you want. You want the reward. And so that's how it is in every single habit. Now, let's take this even further. Let's take and break it down into two sections. Right, we're going to break this down into two sections. We're going to call these the problem phase and the solution phase. Now, the problem phase, that's the cue and the craving. Right? You want it. You desire it. You see it. It's a problem, but you don't have it. The solution is the action you take and the reward that you get for taking that action. So, I want you, now, you're going, Steve, that's great. You've been spending a lot of time breaking down the science of every single habit. Now, this is every single habit. But, Steve, you haven't told us how to build a habit, and you haven't told us how to break da- break a habit. Oh, here, here we go right now. This is what I'm going to do. But you needed to understand the science behind it. Before, because if I told you just the, the, uh, uh, I went right into the, you know, behavior of change, the the law of behavior of change, right? The four, I'm sorry, the four laws of behavior change. That's where I'm going with it right now. And uh, you know, your habits, your behaviors, and there's four laws to change, behavior change. And so, to create a good habit, the first law is you look at the cue. What do you need to do with the cue to create a new habit? You have to make it obvious, right? You have to make the cue so obvious that you see it. Now, the second law is craving, right? We have to make the craving so attractive, right? So it's obvious, whoa, I see it. It's attractive. Oh, I have a desire for it. The third is the response. This is the real, like, this is where we're digging in now. The response is you have to make it easy to get. The easier it is to do. Remember I used the friction? If there's too much friction, you won't do it. Make it easy. And the fourth is make it satisfying. Make the result worth it. So if you want to start a new habit of running, Make it obvious. Put the gym shoes right by the front door. Make it so obvious, right? Make it attractive. Now, how do we make it attractive? For me, if like I'm a runner and I want to run, I run for fitness. How do I attractive to me is simple. <laughs> how attractive do I want my body to be? How easy is it to do? The gym shoes are there. The shorts are right there. The T-shirt's right there. The socks are right there. I'm ready to go. And then make it satisfying. 
right? Look at yourself and, and take your accomplishments. You know what? I feel good about myself. I feel, you know, energetic about myself. And, and have that self-awareness. Now, I used running, and not everyone's going to be a runner. But, okay, let's, let's take uh, another example. Let's take food, right? We, well, you know what? I'm not going to eat food yet because I'll use that in the how to break a habit. Because I always think of food as potato chips. Um, but, you know, like first is make it uh, obvious, you know, buy fruit. Put it right on the counter. Make it attractive. Buy fruit that you like. Make it easy. You just reach. It's already clean. Make it satisfying. You eat it and you feel good that you're taking care of your body. Now let's go how to break a bad habit, right? It's the same laws, but they're almost like the inversion of the law. So if we make it, the first one, the cue, right? We have to make it obvious. So what's the inversion? We have to make it invisible. Make it hard to see. Hide the potato chips. Don't even have the potato chips in the house, right? Remove them. The second is now when I talked about the craving, we got to make it attractive. Well, (laughs) make it unattractive, right? Make it unattractive. Read the ingredients here, potato chips. That'll make it pretty unattractive, right? The third, remember I said the response, this is the actual action or thought. This is the habit. Make it easy. Well, then the third, the inversion would be to make it difficult, Right now, I remember my first coach said, Hey, when you want to put money away and and have your um, emergency fund or something, put it in a bank and don't have a ATM card for that account. Make it so difficult to get to. The more difficult it is to get to, the more you're not going to get to it. The more friction there is and you're not going to do it. I remember my first coach telling me that. So... And then the last thing is, hey, remember I said, let's make it satisfying. Well, let's make it unsatisfying, right? Let's make it unsatisfying. Going back to my first coach with the money, what's unsatisfying? Seeing a lot of money in your account and then a little money in account, right? That'd be pretty unsatisfying, right? You get satisfied when you see the money go up. You don't get satisfied when you see it go down. You get satisfied when you step on the scale and you see it go down. You don't get satisfied when you step on the scale and see it go up. And if you can make that connection to, you know, fatty or unhealthy foods to weight gain, well, that's a pretty solid connection you've just made. So these are how you create habits and how you break habits, break it down. So put thought into every single thing you do. Really what this comes down to and what I preach a lot is it just comes down to self-awareness, doesn't it? You just have to be aware of your actions and why are you you doing something and, and the cues. Yesterday somebody asked me about being triggered, you know, and, and that's a cue, right? That That's something that you see. And, and then you uh, crave it, whether it's good or bad. You still crave it, and then you take the action, the response, and then, then you get the reward. might not be the reward you're looking for, right? Not all rewards are good. A reward's a result of your action. It's a result of your craving. 
So you could have bad results, couldn't you? Bad rewards. And uh, so you'd have to break the habit if that reward doesn't move you forward. I hope, I hope I didn't get, first of all, I hope I didn't go too quick. I hope you really got it because when I talk about um, lifestyle, a success is a lifestyle. You've heard me say it over and over, success is a lifestyle. And it's not about big cars. It's not about Rolex watches, expensive clothes, yachts, summer homes, things like that. It's not. Successful people are successful at whatever they do because they've created the habits. You know, we were just talking last night. Kobe Bryant was a pretty good basketball player. You know, he's, depending on who you talk to, top five player in the NBA of all time, easily top 10, top five, whatever. Do you know that he, after his basketball career, he'd won a Academy Award for a short film that he'd written and produced, right? And you're like, well, he's Kobe Bryant. He still did it. He still did it. Ted Williams, um, the last baseball player to hit over 400, 406, after his career, you know, he's in the Baseball Hall of Fame. He's probably the top five greatest baseball players. Do you know he's in the Fishing Hall of Fame? He took that same, those same habits, and he just brought him somewhere else. And, And George Clooney, you know, he's an accomplished actor. He's also created... Uh, Casamigo Tequila Company, which he ended up selling for right around a billion bucks. And if you're justifying it by saying, well, they, it's easy for Kobe to do that. He's, you know, he's got money. Stop. Stop. You're saying their circumstance is ideal. That's why they succeeded. Mine is not, and that's why I can't. That's an actual negative mindset. Everyone I just talked about left a profession that they rose to the top only to go to another profession and rise to the top. Recognize that pattern. It's because of who they are, right? It's the habits they've formed. Winners win. Losers lose. It sounds awful, but it's true because winning is a habit. Success is a habit. Everything you do in life either moves you forward or moves you backwards. Like I started out saying, there is no such thing as neutral momentum. And I only developed the habits in my life that push me forward. And I do it through self-awareness, self-trust, self-recognition. And this is what you really need to develop. So I hope that this podcast, I, I think this is my... Favorite one to record. I'm I'm pumped right now. If you can't tell, I'm pretty excited right now, and I can't wait to get going on this day. That's what I have for you today. So, if you love this podcast, please share it with somebody that you think can benefit from listening to it. Share it on your social media. Also, don't forget to leave us a five star rating and leave a review. Let the world know what you think of our podcast. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another episode. And I'm going to leave you with this. I know that you can become the person that you want to be and build the wealth that you want to have. And I know that you could design and create and live the life that you want, and I want to help you get there.